Taiwan has rolled out booster shots one month early to counter the threat of Omicron COVID variant. Starting today, 60,000 people are eligible for a half dose of Moderna. These are people in priority groups one to three who received their second vaccine dose at least five months ago. In response to the Omicron variant, we are opening up third doses to people who have been fully vaccinated for at least five months. These are people who received a second dose on or before July 2nd. As for the vaccine supply, there will absolutely be a sufficient supply of Moderna. If you want Pfizer, you may have to wait. Taiwan's single-dose vaccination rate is now 78.04 percent, while second-dose coverage is 57.8 percent. To drive up the numbers, the CECC plans to set up vaccine clinics at department stores and supermarkets. In related news, Taiwan reported 17 cases of COVID from overseas, setting a new daily high for the year. China blasted former Japanese Prime Minister Abe Shinzo on Wednesday after he warned about the consequences of attacking Taiwan. Speaking virtually at a Taipei forum, Abe said that neither Japan nor the U.S. would stand by if China were to invade Taiwan. After his address, China's foreign ministry summoned Japan's ambassador in Beijing to lodge stern representations. At a press conference, a Chinese spokesman said that anyone who challenges Beijing's bottom line will inevitably be met with bloodshed. A Taiwan emergency is a Japanese emergency and therefore an emergency for the Japan-U.S. alliance. It was this statement by Abe that triggered an outcry from Beijing. On the issue of Taiwan, Japan's former prime minister is talking nonsense and flailing his arms about. He's making absurd suggestions about China's internal affairs. Anyone who dares to tread again on the path of militarism and challenge the Chinese people's bottom line will inevitably be met with bloodshed. China's protest didn't end there. Following Abe's virtual address at a Taipei forum, China's Assistant Minister of Foreign Affairs Hua Chunying summoned Japanese ambassador to China Terumi Hideo. China's CCTV blasted Japan, even bringing up the Sino-Japanese wars in the process. With tensions at fever pitch between China and Japan and China and Taiwan, the U.S. is closely monitoring the Indo-Pacific. Speaking to a Washington-based think tank on Wednesday, U.S. Secretary of the Army Christine Warmoth identified three potential sources of conflict in the region. Japan is worried, for example, about the Senkakus. Uh, we have a treaty with Japan. There's obviously been quite a bit of discussion about um, China's very aggressive actions right now towards Taiwan with the various violations of their uh, aides. So that is something I think that the department thinks about. Uh, and then, you know, there's unfortunately uh, also the possibility for misunderstandings or miscalculations in the South China Sea areas. Warmoth says that the U.S.'s most important task ahead is to prevent the outbreak of a war in the Taiwan Strait. The, the best strategy is to make sure that our deterrent posture is sufficiently strong that um, President Xi, you know, every day, um, to the extent that he might think about trying to forcibly reunify with Taiwan, would decide that, you know, today is not the day to do that. As China ramps up its military harassment of Taiwan, international support for the island is growing in tandem.
So it was a who's who of Taiwan officials at the opening of the 2021 Open Parliament Forum. Taiwan's president, its vice president, and its legislative speaker were there to welcome 26 lawmakers and experts from 20 countries. One guest from the U.S. struck up a special rapport with legislative speaker Yoshi Kun, and the two of them bonded over the shared experiences of being blacklisted by Beijing. The 2021 Open Parliament Forum kicked off Thursday in Taipei, with both the president and vice president in attendance. Taiwan is at the very forefront on democracy's defensive line. We are willing to share our experience with the world and look forward to strengthened cooperation in the future to make our defensive front even more solid, even tougher. At Taiwan's Summit on Democracy, 26 parliamentarians and academics from 20 countries were in attendance. In a video message, former Japanese Prime Minister Abe Shinzo said that Taiwan had now changed ruling parties three times and that democracy was now firmly planted in the hearts of Taiwanese. In a recorded message, U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said that the U.S. would continue to stand with Taiwan. Other guests braved the pandemic to attend the summit in person. I'm together with Taiwan to make an effort for the Open Parliament Forum, to make an effort for democracy. Taiwan, keep fighting. Former Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Asia Derek Mitchell, whose wife is Taiwanese, recalled that day 33 years ago when he visited Taiwan for the first time. <laughs> In accordance with pandemic regulations, Mitchell arrived in Taiwan through a diplomatic travel bubble. But pandemic or no, Mitchell was intent on greeting legislative speaker Yoshi Kun with an elbow bump. Mitchell was sanctioned by Beijing over his support for Hong Kong's democracy movement. Likewise, Yo is blacklisted by China for being, quote, a stubborn Taiwan separatist. He's the son-in-law of Taiwanese parents, and I'm a Taiwanese son, so we have quite a lot in common. Mr. Mitchell was conferred with a badge of honor by Beijing. I believe this has considerably raised his stature internationally. China has sort of created a small club of people who are now sanctioned. Uh, we don't know precisely what it means, but we, we uh, I think it says more about them than it does about us. All we're doing is supporting democratic values. We're promoting a positive agenda for people. Officials said that the more China pressures democracies, the more democracies are moved to unite. The president of France is back in Lithuania in its diplomatic conflict with Beijing. After meeting with Lithuania's president on Wednesday, French President Emmanuel Macron publicly praised Lithuania for showing courage against Chinese coercion. He said that as a fellow member of the European Union, France would give Lithuania its full support. Here in Taiwan, a scholar said that Macron's remarks reflect a broader European trend of anti-China sentiment. After a meeting with the president of Lithuania, French President Emmanuel Macron expressed support for the Baltic state, which is facing intense pressure from China. You know that I have always put the unity of Europe first. France supports Lithuania at a time when it is coming under pressure. Macron praised Lithuania for courageously withstanding Beijing's diplomatic pressure. He emphasized that France would give Lithuania its full support. When Lithuania makes brave decisions, particularly in its relationship with China, and that decision leads to pressure and bilateral consequences, we as Europeans must support each other and respond as one. These are all pro-Taiwan voices that we are hearing in Europe. 
We will not allow this to make us complacent. We will continue to work hard to demonstrate Taiwan's compassion and global contributions to more people in Europe to earn more support from European countries. Amid warming bilateral relations, Taiwan recently opened an office in Lithuania under its own name. The move sparked anger from Beijing, which downgraded its ties with Lithuania. A political scholar says that Macron's expression of support for Lithuania reflects a broader European trend that's shifting against Beijing. Faced with the continual threat of China's wolf warrior diplomacy, the EU will only become more united against China in the future, he says. This is the value-based diplomacy I mentioned earlier. This is a positive sign that Taiwan's freedom and human rights, as well as its global contributions, are being noticed in Europe. Macron is not only making an important statement for the purposes of the domestic election, at the same time he is helping to form a global atmosphere and consensus. So of course his support for Lithuania is equivalent to support for Taiwan. France isn't the only nation that's backed Lithuania in the conflict with Beijing. On November 30th, the House of Representatives of the Netherlands approved two Taiwan-friendly motions. One urged the Dutch government not to accept unilateral changes to the cross-strait status quo by Beijing. The other calls on the EU to support Lithuania. Both motions passed easily, marking a historical moment for Taiwan diplomacy in the Netherlands. Experts say that China's tactics against Taiwan are backfiring in that they're only rallying more global support for the island. Well, Hualien police have recently got a welcome new duty on their task list. They now patrol local convenience stores to help the staff and public feel more secure. And while they're there, if there's time, they're allowed to buy a drink or a snack and take a breather. Until now, the sight of an officer sneaking a coffee was not such a relaxed affair. Police say they're glad to have their love affair with the convenience store coffee blessed and out in the open. The officer arrives at the store, completes a patrol of the premises, then buys a tea egg and a cup of coffee and sits down for a breather in the dining area. A tough round-the-clock patrol shift finally comes to a pause. But even while snacking, this officer is still on the alert for anything amiss. There's been a lot of violent incidents in convenience stores recently. If a police officer is eating here, then it has a bit of a deterrent effect. I feel safer. Multiple violent incidents in convenience stores hit the news recently. Hualien's police have increased their patrol rounds and also told officers they're allowed to eat in convenience stores. They hope that will increase the visibility of the force, as well as reassure store employees and patrons. It's fine by me. The police work hard too. Should we tell them not to eat when they're hungry? Of course not. Working in the evening is tiring. If we can come and get a coffee, sit down and rest a moment, we can recharge our energy. The main thing is we don't have to sneak a break on the sly. I believe that letting our officers take a brief rest in a convenience store will make everyone feel safer and calmer, especially members of the public shopping at night and convenience store staff. Convenience store employees and police officers often work together. Now, convenience stores can add police pit stop to their never-ending list of social functions. And hopefully, the police presence will make life calmer for those who work in these vital social hubs.
Taipei Mayor Ke Wenzhe is under attack for his speech at the Taipei Shanghai Twin City Forum on Wednesday. During the 90-minute virtual event, the mayor had called for dialogue and collaboration across the Taiwan Strait. He did not confront his Chinese counterpart about the PLA's military harassment of Taiwan, despite promising a city councilor that he would do so. On Thursday, Taipei councilors blasted the mayor for participating in the forum, demanding that the event be canceled next year. 昨天晚上发文才提到共济，有人说你马后炮。啊，有跟你讲，不讲讲了吗？大家事先都照稿子念，妈的，根本没有时间。Surrounded by reporters, Taipei Mayor Ke Wenzhe struggles to deflect a barrage of questions. One day after the annual Taipei Shanghai Twin City Forum, he's under attack for kowtowing to Beijing. 两岸同胞都是中国人。We on both sides of the Taiwan Strait are compatriots, and we are all Chinese. We will uphold the principle that people on both sides of the Strait are one family. Together, we will realize. The great Chinese dream of the rejuvenation of the Chinese nation. In his opening remarks, Shanghai Mayor Gongzheng touted joint progress toward the Chinese dream. His Taipei counterpart stuck to his old script, although he did not reiterate that the two sides of the strait are one family. He also did not confront China about its military harassment of Taiwan. Councillors say. I had only three minutes. That time was up by the time all the niceties were over and done with. National defense and diplomacy are under the jurisdiction of the president. Defense and diplomacy are in the purview of the president, the mayor said, but that didn't stop him from weighing in on Facebook later in the day. In his post, he called for an end to cross-strait quarreling, noting that PLA planes entered Taiwan's air defense buffer zone 116 times in November. His post triggered criticism from city councilors. He is extremely contradictory and cynical, with the mentality of an ostrich with his head in the sand. He is entirely ignorant of what China is, of how China ceaselessly. Threatens and oppresses Taiwan on the international stage. He wants to sing and dance while Rome is burning. He pretends that nothing is happening as he helps Beijing peddle its united front propaganda. Ke Wenzhe 对内可以这么强硬 Ke Wenzhe is so tough to the domestic crowd, but when he faces Beijing, his knees go soft. The Twin City Forum has already become a great pageant for the CCP's united front campaign. Ke Wenzhe can't even be said to have a supporting role in the show. He's a bit player with no room for expression. In a Facebook post on November 23, Taipei Deputy Mayor Huang Shanshan had said that Taiwan is an independent, sovereign nation. Her post had reportedly offended Beijing, according to Taiwan Media, which noted that Huang was absent from the Twin City Forum. This I wasn't part of the planning of the summit to begin with because it was focused on education and culture. Last year, the focus was on pandemic measures, so it included me. The agenda for the Twin City Forum was set long ago, and I had other places to be yesterday. I don't think it's necessary to politicize things. In Taiwan, we have a free democratic society, and everyone has the freedom to express themselves. I believe that everyone should be able to respect that. Despite being a city-level exchange, the forum has come under stiff scrutiny, as it's now Taiwan's only official channel of communication with China. The labor ministry wants people to know they can claim compensation if they catch COVID-19. On on Thursday, the ministry said that it's received less than 800 compensation claims since the start of the pandemic. So far, Taiwan has had more than 16,000 COVID cases, which means not enough people know their rights. According to the Labor Insurance Act, people who are infected on the job are entitled to 70% of their insured salary if they're unable to work. People who aren't infected on the job can claim a sickness benefit that's 50% of their insured salary. 
With the rapid development of blockchain, the collection and transaction of NFTs are becoming more popular. Seeing the potential of crypto art, a well-known auction group has launched an NFT online auction for the first time. For most of news reporter Stephanie Yang has the highlights. Reinterpreted the NFT term into a new flow of tweets. A well-known art auction group has launched its first online NFT auction. The auction includes dozens of representative projects in the crypto art domain, including Ether Rock, Board Ape, Yacht Club, Mebits, and the artist Rich Lord's Geometry Runners. We are glad to introduce our collectors. The Ethereum, the Ether Rock number 58 is our highlights of this time auction. And it launched back in 2017, and it kind of representing a milestone on the NFT history because it's one of the first NFT collectibles in on the on the Ethereum blockchain. And there's only 100 rocks can ever be available. And another highlights will be the Board Ape Yacht Club. It's a 10,000 collection of Board Ape profile picture. Wine and Online Auctions manager Pan said that one advantage of NFT art is that the origin and ownership of NFTs can be proven. With the hot topic of blockchain, metaverse, and NFT this year, obviously NFT has become a new type of collectibles. And alongside with the record-breaking auction results, the, we believe NFTs are valuable in the art market for good reasons. One of, one of them is uh, it certifies unique authentications at, for work, artworks at the time it has been created, or we say we minted. By this means, we will be able to solve the counterfeit problem, which exists for a long time in the art industry. And another reason is that it provides immutable ownership of the artworks. We can trace all the way back to the origin and thus making the artwork valuable. Seeing the potential of NFTs in the art market, the auction group hopes to introduce the new bidding platform to collectors. For Mosa News, Stephanie Yang, Zhong Shuhui in Taipei. Over at Shueba National Park, tis the season for a wondrous weather phenomenon that creates a sea of clouds. It can be seen inside the park's Shijian recreational area, 17 kilometers down uh, the Sima Xian Forest Trail. On the path down the mountain, you can see very thick cloud and mist in the valley below. It looks like it will pass over you at any moment. In some of the more open areas, the beautiful scenery compelled us to stop a while. In the fall and winter, the mist at the ground level is cold and wet, and it slowly rises up. At high altitudes, it sticks to the cold air. Aside from the scenic mist and clouds, the trails in Shijian also offers vistas of changing hues in the sky throughout the day. The park's management office invites the public to come and witness the otherworldly sight before the season is over.